When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Chicago Bears leave Sin City with a double-digit win over the Las Vegas Raiders. Justin Fields continues to be the Bears' starting quarterback. How much did he improve from his uh, last start to this start? Was it a team win? 
was it a win because of Justin Fields being the starting quarterback, or was it the genius that Matt Nagy thinks he is? Coach Laser continues to call plays, which is great news for the Chicago Bears. We discuss all of that today in this episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Before we start, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Please hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. Use that 10 seconds to help make this podcast better and this channel better. Share it out, subscribe to it. Uh, follow the podcast on Apple and Spotify and wherever else you listen to your podcast. If you hit the follow button, you will get the notification when a new episode drops. Google, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast, go check it out. Please follow it. Then please, also, this podcast can be found on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Go to bellyupsports.com and check out everything there. There's this podcast, a bunch of other podcasts from every single sport you can imagine. NASCAR, baseball, uh, WNBA, NBA, all that stuff, fantasy sports, even stuff that's not even sports is on there. So go check all that out as well. If you go to bellyupsports.com, check all that out. And betting is in full swing. If you go to mybookie.ag and use Belly Up Fantasy, they will double your first deposit. That is right. You will get free money. That's right. Free money. Who doesn't like free? So if you go to mybookie.ag and use Belly Up Fantasy as the code and you deposit 50 bucks, you're going to get 100 bucks, 100 bucks, 200 bucks. Go make same game parlays if you check out this podcast and then listen to different picks I give, different bets I give, the over-unders, money line, anything. Not a bad record in NFL week. We will discuss later on in the week. If you go to mybookie.ag, use that code BailupFantasy. They'll double your first deposit. Go make the money. So the Chicago Bears travel to Las Vegas to play Chucky and the Raiders. And the Bears come away with a big 20-9 win over the Raiders. The Bears did need this win to continue with their confidence. They needed this win to continue with the positivity that we are finally kind of getting in the offense and the defense. And with Coach Laser continuing to call plays. Uh, coming into the game, we all kind of know that Matt Nagy had given up play calling and Coach Laser was the play caller, but Matt Nagy wants to continue to say how he's the head coach and the play calls go through him and all that stuff, which to me is not a, the sign of a good coach. A coach could come out and say a good job to his assistants and everything else, all that. Bears travel out to Las Vegas to face the Raiders. The Raiders are a tough, gritty team. They have won a lot of close games this season. Uh, Derek Carr is putting up, some would say, MVP numbers. Some people have written him off. So coming into the game, the defense for the Bears will have to come ready to play with Derek Carr, who is past their their past game has been incredible. Uh, Derek Carr has over a thousand yards passing this season already. So coming in, they knew they were going to have to be um, ready for pass heavy offense, and we would also have to be ready for Derek Carr to really kind of put up those type of numbers. So we're going to talk about the defense for the Bears first. Uh, the defense did have to come in. The Bears defense, I believe, is number 12 overall um, in the NFL. They are not the same defense that we are used to seeing um, over the years. But Derek Carr was going to get his no matter what. And the defense for the Bears, I think they are fine 
with, they're not fine, but they have accepted the fact that they are going to give up some yards, but they have, like, they have finally moved on for the lack of a better term. They're kind of adapting with the times. Defenses used to be, we are going to stop you. We are going to pack the box. We are going to blitz a lot. We are going to make sure you do not score any points whatsoever. Defenses now with the involvement of offense and especially in the NFL, the involvement of rules as targeting rules, uh, protecting the quarterback, you know, it's t- it is tough to be, I'm going to talk for both teams here. It is tough to be a cornerback in the NFL. There was one for the Bears. I believe it was Mooney. They He was fighting with the corner. They're fighting, fighting, fighting. And they called it defensive pass interference. Now, it was great for the Bears being a Bears fan. But I'm watching it and I go, man, that corner has every right to that spot, to his body as much as that guy. Kind of like in basketball where when you teach basketball players, you have a right to that spot as anybody. So when you're posting up, when you're fighting for that spot on the post, you're setting a pick, you know, you're doing this, you're doing that. Both players have the right to that spot. And in football, I feel like a corner or a safety does have the right to that spot as well. And so it's very tough, I think, to be a corner. Um, but but the Bears defense knew they were going to give up plays or some yards. They're going to give up big runs. They're going to give up a medium pass. But I, overall, they said we're going to hold you to as little points as possible. So if you get in the red zone, we will crank it up. Because right now, after this game, I mean, Derek Carr has he says one thousand three hundred ninety nine yards. He has you know essentially fourteen hundred yards. He's second. He um, has eight touchdowns. Three interceptions, QBR 61.4. So they're not bad numbers. It's just the run games that were coming in. The Bears knew that they were going to get, you know, Derek Carr is going to be pass heavy. Now the Bears jumped out very quickly. You know, they got their, um, in the second quarter, they end up scoring 14 points. Justin Fields did have a nice throw, um, nice touchdown throw to Hortstead down in the red zone. Um, he was the one that caught the touchdown, and it was the only touchdown. Then you have a rushing yard from Damian Williams, and then we have some field goals, um, which thank God we have our kicker that we do with Santos. He is like the NFL's best kicker who knew coming from the doink. But defensively, they did hold Las Vegas to only nine points. They allowed the field goal in the first quarter and then allowed a touchdown in the fourth quarter, which you're going to give up um, from time to time. But as a defense, if you can hold a team to nine points, you should win. Now, we'll get to the offense later. But defensively, you know, Roquan Smith was our leading tackler who played very well. Cleo Mack finally was showing up. He gets double teamed a lot. He finally showed up, got a hit on Derek Carr. He had um, seven solo tackles, and he finally did get a sack, and he did disrupt a lot back there. Um, and then again, the, you know, we had a lot of um, tackles from our – corners and safeties able to fly down I thought the defensive line really held up their own um for not being 100% healthy I thought they did really good job um then we did have an interception but I think the defensive line really came up and said okay we know they're going to be pass heavy so we but we really got to be prepared for the run if they're going to be pass heavy and our corners and safeties and our linebackers are really able to take that away from them the d-line really stepped up D-line able to – because Las Vegas, their their own line is not bad. So the D-line was able to really get hands-on, really drive the D, the offensive line back, really control what they're trying to do. You know, with the Raiders trying to be – when they do try to run the ball, they try to be very physical. So when you see like a power run game, they were able to squeeze down the line of scrimmage, try to give them a bounce outside when you have Cleo Max in there. 
Roquan Smith and the linebackers really able to scrape over when they see the pulling guard scrape over. And then when the Raiders try to do their zone game, well, our defensive line, I thought, really did a good job of getting hands-on and getting an extension to really read what's going on, able to rip off. And on the zone game, whether it was wide zone or inside zone, if they were trying to hook, trying to double team, they were really able to disrupt. But when our D-line really commands double teams, it frees up the linebackers to come up and make the play. So the defense, I thought... Yeah, they gave up some yards. Derek Carr had 206 passing yards. Um, we gave up 71. So we gave up, I guess, essentially 188 yards passing, but it's 206. We got two uh, Derek Carr three times for a sack. And then when you look at the rushing yards, we only gave up 71 yards. So the defensive line starting up front to really control the run game, even though the Raiders, they, they want to run the football, but they're just not good at it. Really able to control that. Um. But we did get bailed out a little bit. Um, there were some passes that Derek Carr made that that, pe- that the guys dropped. It went right through their hands. Uh, so some of the Las Vegas wide receivers did not. You know, Walker, I believe he had a drop. It's, you know, he was targeted eight times. He caught the ball four times. I believe he tried to catch it. He was wide open there in the fourth quarter that they were trying to make a comeback. Um, the Bears, I can live with their defense right now. But the we are giving up yards, which is what people want to do, but I, you have to be afraid of that when you're going to be, be playing some of these better teams than the Raiders. The Raiders are a tough team. They're just not this overall talented team. They're just a tough team that's going to be very pesky, but that is a tough conference they're in. Um, but I will give the Bears defense credit. You know, they played decently well against the Lions, then you show up to the Raiders. It all starts up front. When the Bears defensive line plays well, and can can command double teams. The rest of our defense can really shine. So when Cleo Max demanding double teams or somebody else in the interior is finally able to get double teams and even freeing up Mac, you can see what happens when you pressure Derek Carr. And if we can control the run game and make a team in the NFL start to pass to take away what they want to do. Our defense is pretty good, but we do there is this worrisome of we are giving up a lot of yards um in the past game and we have to be careful when we start to see a I'm not saying Derek Carr is not good. I think he's like a Ben Roethlisberger because there was that scary moment when he went for that quarterback sneak and everybody surrounded him and you know, I didn't really see what happened besides quarterback sneak, but when you see players surround another player, you know that it's not good. He's a tough guy. He got right back up. He ended up coming back into the game. Um, He only had 10 rushing yards, but I don't know why they try to run him at all. But when we start to see Aaron Rodgers of the world, when we try to start to see other teams that we're possibly going to play, it's going to be scary to give up those type of passing yards when we start seeing way better players then Derek Carr, not saying he's not good, but that is a little worrisome. But for right now, the defense I can live with. But when we start seeing Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, and when we do get to a Ben Roethlisberger, a Lamar Jackson, um, Kyler Murray, and then Russell Wilson, if he's healthy and all that, when we start to see these quarterbacks that can really pass the ball and we're giving up these yards, we just can't get worn down. And then when we get into the red zone, but the defense for today until we get way down into the future, really played well. The line of scrimmage really did their job. They really got hands-on. They really ripped off. Um, They were able to squeeze into the pocket because Derek Carr is not a runner. They tried to run him, but he's not a runner. They really were able to compact him, pressure him to make bad decisions. We did get bailed out on some things with receivers dropping the ball, so we got to be weary of 
when we're in our zone coverage, just giving up huge zones. Um, our safety's drifting off too much or the corner's drifting off too much. But overall, the defense, I thought, played pretty well um, in this game. Now, you know, that the defense has never really been in question. Um, our, you know, defense in the in Chicago really hasn't been questioned the last couple of years. They're just starting to get a little older. So they we've really got to start winning the big talk has always been the offense. So moving on to our offense, Coach Laser continuing to call plays. Now, the Raiders have a tough defense. Um, our offensive line, um, I would say our offensive line played better, but this was not the defense of the Detroit Lions. So there was a lot of time in the first half. They played well. Then as the game went on, there was times where they, in the first half, I thought they were, and then when we got to the second half, it kind of was a nice stalemate. Um, but our offensive line still is struggling a little bit, but they played better. You know, this is not the Detroit Lions, the the Oakland Raiders, or excuse me, I keep calling them Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders, have a decent defensive line. So they, were able, they got exploited a little bit. But I thought overall the offense played better. But this was not the Detroit Lions. Now the Raiders have film on Justin Fields and this offense and what they can do. So when you go against Coach – so now when you give someone film, they're able to prepare. Now Coach Lazor still stuck to what he wanted to do. You saw on balance formations. You saw a tight end and a wing on one side. You saw motions. You saw them still trying to run the ball. Because without David Montgomery, your offense changes again. So the Raiders had to adjust. So the first half, they're like, okay, you have – Justin Fields, you have Coach Laser, and you have one game tape on them. You can look back last year on any game tape they have. But when you don't have, you know, Montgomery, what kind of game are we going to see? Is Justin Fields going to just air it out? Are they still going to try to run the ball? Well, Coach Laser, what he did was he said, we're still going to run the football. We are still going to do what he wants to do, and they have the players to do it, and they have a running quarterback in Justin Fields. And so he did not panic. Like, I feel if Matt Nagy would have called plays, he would have panicked and said, well, we don't have to David Montgomery. I'm going to have Justin Fields thrown all over the place. And you have a rookie quarterback start throwing all over the yard, and he throws an interception or two, one gets do whatever, or that he's just not completing them, then you're going to lose the confidence. So Coach Ledger said, you know what? We're still going to shift. We're still going to have our tight ends. We're going to add an extra gap. We are going to run the football. We are going to play action. We're going to do short routes, which will open up the medium routes for Justin Fields to able to move the ball. Stuck with the game plan, was able to do all these other things, move the pocket, keep six in to protect, seven in to protect, keep a tight end to check release, keep that running back to check release. Still did not deteriorate from the game plan that they had the week before. Matt Nagy would have had a completely different game plan and would not have done that. So Matt Nagy, you like to think all the game planning goes for you. It does not. Coach Laser still is calling a good game. So when you look at the Bears' offense, the offensive line is still – that's our one of our biggest, weakest points. Um, but Mooney come out to play. Robinson played well. Um, now, the offense was not as electric as it was against the Detroit Lions. But, again, you're looking at the Las Vegas Raiders, who play in a tough conference. That defense is not weak. They do come up and tackle. They fly up. They disguise pretty well. Now they have film on Justin Fields. They know he's going to try to run. But when you look at it from a statistical standpoint, because we're all about numbers, Justin Fields was 12 of 20 for 111 yards. He averaged 5.6 yards of completion. He got his very first touchdown pass. When they were down the red zone, they rolled out. He had a really nice throw. Justin Fields does have a strong arm, and when he gets in a rhythm and he's outside the pocket, he is not a bad quarterback, which I've said from the get-go. 
He did get sacked twice. He did fumble the ball. I think every game that he's played, he has fumbled the ball, and either he's recovered it or somebody else has recovered it. But then rushing the ball wasn't bad either. Um, they had uh, Khalil Herbert. He had 75 yards on 18 carries. Damian Williams had 16 carries for 64 yards, and then Justin Fields only had four yards. So they had two running backs that were able to t- kind of take the pressure off. Um, I thought the O-line did a lot better blocking in zone scheme more than gap scheme. Some of their inside zone, a little bit of their wide zone, they blocked a lot better. They were more focused on double teams. You saw a lot of interior walls. You saw a lot of centers and the guards creating this wall for cutbacks. But also I thought Herbert and Williams really were able to um, be athletic and make a lot of um, good cuts. Um, and really read the blocks well. So I think they really stepped up, you know, when you've got guys sitting behind David Montgomery, seeing how he runs, seeing what he does, and then they have to be the guy. Well, they they stepped in and did pretty well, which helps take the pressure off Justin Fields. Now we're not seeing the 200-some yards passing from Justin Fields. So the, Oakland, or the Las Vegas Raiders really did a good job of, you know, making sure he wasn't getting those type of yards, really making sure they were keeping things in front. Now, I will say this. There were passes to Daryl Mooney and Robinson and that pass to Homestead, who had had the touchdown reception. I said this from the get-go. Justin Fields is not the savior. He's not going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. But I would say that he, when you, I said this from the get-go, and you can go back and listen, when he starts to get reps, if you actually have play calls for him, he will continue to get better. I just don't want to see not a lot of success for him at the beginning. Then you lose him as a rookie because you look like Aaron Rodgers that sat behind like a Brent Favre. Then look what's happened there. You've looked at other quarterbacks that have sat for a year or two and they've really were able to come in and do well. There's quarterbacks that are able to do well right away. I just don't think he's that person. But I think if you – again, I've said this from the get-go, not saying it's necessarily a bad thing. At Ohio State, he had a run game that really took the pressure off him. And the Bears, if you give him a run game, you're giving him one read, maybe two reads max – He's going to figure it out, and once he gets some confidence like any quarterback, that's what's going to happen. He threw some darts today, and I will give him credit and everybody credit that's been a fan of his. If if Coach La- Coach Laser continues to call plays, they continue to do what they're doing with him and make these short passes, he's going to do very well. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, he is continuing to get better. I just don't know what's going to happen when you start putting him in situations where maybe he has to come back. You know, we'll, t- we'll have an episode where we talk about the preview, but when you're when they go to face a really good team, if the defense is actually starting to give up the points with the yards and you put Justin Fields down by 20-some, I don't know if there's enough on this Chicago offense. You know, he's a rookie, hasn't seen all this. He does hold on to the ball for a while. He did get hit a lot. I Watching the game, he took some hits, and maybe that will deteriorate him from throwing the ball well, is the is a defense going to figure that out? Where, man, if we rush him because he holds on to the ball too long, when you know you make him move around the pocket, but you're able to get a hit on him, or when he takes a couple hits, he's going to start thinking about it because he does have that huge hit he took against Clemson. Is that type of injury going to th- sink into his head? Um, so from the Raiders, what I saw was they were really trying to hit him. They were really trying to come after him. They're trying to keep him inside the pocket and not escape. But if he can make some of those throws, man, I I mean, I know he has a strong arm, and I know he can make some of those throws, and I know he's going to try to throw it like Brent Favre. But when you start getting, you know, facing better teams, when you really start to break it down, is that going to continue? 
And then my big fear for him is when is Matt Nagy going to get kind of more frustrated that people are really crediting Coach Lazor and not him? It seems like he's the type of guy that's not happy when he's not the one getting the credit. And that's not the sign of a great head coach or a good head coach at all. A good head coach compliments the players when they do well, compliments the staff when they do well, and then when they lose, he's got to take the blame of like, okay, how do how do we fix this? How do we have a meeting and really, really fix this? And so, I mean, I thought Justin Fields played better. He's not putting up the huge numbers. Um, you know, the Raiders did take away some of the things. They don't have a David Montgomery, so they had to really figure out how this run game was going to work. The O-line did struggle on some things, but then the Oakland – but. Um, but this game was um, a little more balanced with um, times of possession. The, you know, this game really was very similar. These are two very similar teams when you really look at it. Total yards, the Bears had 252 yards and the Raiders had 259. Like, that's that's pretty good. Raiders did turn the ball over, so that's a huge thing. The Bears had a better field goal kicker. Time of possession, the Bears held the ball for 32 minutes and Raiders had it for 27. The first downs, the Bears had 19, the Vegas, you know, they had 16. So these are two very similar teams. Um, but this one where the, Lions, the the Raiders were on the field more than the Lions really kept Justin Fields off the, the, the field. I think they were really trying to throw the ball more and not put Justin Fields in those type of situations. They were very good at taking away the pass. But overall, I think he's played better. So Justin Fields gets some credit. He's played better. He finally got his first touchdown pass. Um, my fear is I wonder what's going on in the locker room, what's going on in the management, because there were sources that they came down to say they have to start Justin Fields. So what's going on in the front office with Matt Nagy and starting Justin Fields because he didn't. He kind of wants Andy Dalton to start, which I'm not opposed to either. But overall, Justin Fields played better. Coach Lazer's really calling a game for him, which I love because you have to really – um, put him in good situations when you move the pocket, when you get a run game, when you're doing short passes, then eventually we'll open up the medium passes because he can't throw it. He can make good throws. But I will. But you have to give the wide receivers credit. They caught some amazing – they had some amazing catches. Yeah, you have to put that ball there. But quarterbacks know they practice all the time. In certain situations, you just draw the circle. If you put it in the circle, I will catch it. There was times the ball was really high and the wide receivers went to go get it. So Mooney – Robinson are really stepping up. Komet's stepping up. Like so, they're the Bears are really stepping up. Not saying they're a Super Bowl team. Not saying any of that, but they're stepping up. Justin Fields is stepping up. They're keeping the offense simple. They're disguising it with motions and eye candy and all that. Our defensive line really stepped up and played well. I give credit to the Raiders. They did not give up. Derek Carr is like a Ben Roethlisberger type quarterback that's never going to give up. He's going to take the hits. He's going to get back up. He's going to make good throws. The Raiders are very close to being a much better team as well. I mean, they are three and two. They're two and one at home. Now the Bears are three and two, which is great. Um, it was just, it was just one of those Chicago Bear type games. You know, twenty to nine is not an exciting game, but both defenses were playing well. The offenses were putting longer drives on the field to keep the defenses out there longer, just not coming away with the points. So both defenses were okay with giving up the yards, just not the points. Um, but overall, it was a very fun game to watch. Um, defenses played, Both defenses played well. The Bears just did a lot more. I think it was the turnover. When you have a turnover, you give the other team a chance to score. Did all that. So congrats to the Bears for finally getting another win. Um, they do have another tough game coming up, which we'll discuss later on in the week. Um, but that's it. You know, D-line played a lot better. I thought the linebackers did a lot better getting to the ball. 
Uh, the corners and safeties did a really good job jamming and not really getting a ton of pass interferences, which sucks to be a corner. Um, the offensive line did a lot better, I think, in zone blocking from watching it. Um, a lot of double teams, they got better with that. So if the offensive line can just kind of stay where they're at, I think they'll be okay until they get healthy. If they keep the, the game plan for Justin Fields simple and give him one read or two. And, and if Coach Lager can continue to be creative in the run game to get guys 50 yards, 60 yards, you know, two guys doing that, it takes a lot of pressure off Justin Fields. So if they continue to do that, I think they'll be fine. Not saying they're going to win the NFC North, not saying any of that, even make the playoffs, but they will compete. It will look better, and it will just improve for the future of the Chicago Bears. And then hopefully at the end of the season, we don't have Matt Nagy anymore, and we get a better better head coach. Um, but that's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, please go check out all the affiliates in the description below. And from the beginning of the episode, go check out all the other episodes on the podcast. Be on the alert for all the other episodes that drop weekly. You're going to get a lot of NFL, college, and other interviews throughout the week. Thank you guys so much. Again, go check out all the picks for for, for the weeks and go make some money. Uh, thank you guys so much. Subscribe, like, and all that. And I'll see you guys next time. This has been another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details hi I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.